Hello and welcome to episode 14 of The Worst Idea of All Time. My name is Tim Bat. My name is Guy Montgomery. We just watched Grown Ups 2 for the 14th time. Did you? Did you do that today? Is that what you did with Are your Are you morning? doing the same thing we're doing? You should have told us. If uh, you were, we would tell you to stop immediately, stop and desist. There's no point in both of us doing it. Anyway, so the the premise, obviously, we watch Grown Ups 2 in review it every week for 52 weeks. This is the 14th week. Uh, it's on the back end of the comedy festival, which has just been and gone. And congratulations, Guy Montgomery just named the 2014 <laughs> Billy T winner. Thank it's you. sensational. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tim. And what I like about um, the podcast that we're doing is that many life events will happen, some good, some bad, but the one constant is that once a week, you and I will sit down and watch this terrible, terrible film. That's right. And uh, nothing can send you crashing back to earth faster than a grown-ups two screening without a guest. I think I, I really felt the absence of anyone else in the room this week. It was just you and I again doing it old school. As it should be, because this shouldn't be easy. If it's easy, then there's no point in doing it. We were talking to some uh, some documentary filmmakers yesterday who wanted to interview us about the podcast, and they asked, "Why?" <laughs> this is a bunch of questions. And their, their final one was, "Why are you doing this?" Yeah, and it was a really it was a stumper. It was it was a real stumper. It was a great question. I mean, they were making a pretty groundbreaking piece of documentary, I'd say, and I think it's coming out on FX. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I'm not sure if that's true at all. Anyway, um, Tim, how yes. are you, mate? Ah, uh, pretty gutted. Pretty gutted. I um, got about halfway through the movie, and uh, Guy, you'll have noticed this person listening, you won't because you weren't here, uh, but I just started laughing hysterically and unstoppably yeah, yeah. when it dawned on me that I have to watch the movie another 38 times after this one. That's right. We had a few moments throughout the film today. That was, that was for me, a very a very enjoyable moment, just to see the mania in your eyes as you mm. realised that, because you said, because we were both just sort of slumped in the couch, just staring at the screen blankly, and you said, we've got to watch this movie so many times, <laughs> and about 40 seconds of hysteria followed, and it was sort of, it was nice, I feel like that was the moment of all the podcasts we've done so far, that was the moment you realised the the sheer scope. The enormity. Of the of the project, or as you've aptly used as an analogy before, the mountain ahead of us. Yeah. This mountain that we've got to scale. I also, I, I tried a trick today, you would have noticed, Tim, uh, around about the yoga scene where John Lovitz comes in and pretends to be a yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. I was trying to laugh at all of the jokes. Yeah. So I was trying to find every single moment that the, or the directors and the writers and the actors thought there'd be a laugh point. Mm-hmm. I was trying to laugh at that moment. And I did it for like three minutes. And I think in doing that, it was a very effective experiment. Because what I found is that the, one of the one of the main faults with this movie is they're asking too much from the audience in terms of laughter. Yeah, there's no light and shade. Yeah. What they're doing is they're just firing out like a joke every five or ten seconds, in the hopes you'll laugh the whole way through. But I believe in Italian Renaissance art that's known as fumato. Truly. Um, I think it's that's more the blending of light and shade, and I also think I've mispronounced it. But uh, it sounds at, more at any rate, no, you, you're totally right, man. They just they they put a gag in every fifteen to thirty seconds, especially they really front load the the start of the yeah, movie yeah. with it, and uh, you couldn't laugh for all of the. I mean, it would be, it would be impo- but even if it was good enough, it would be impossible to laugh. Yeah. You've got to allow much. your audience some breathing room, some chill-out space in between gags. And hey, why not take a punt on character development and those yeah. laughter lines or, th- or story? Here's, well, here's another thing. Because we, we, I don't think we're out any, any... 
I don't think we're eligible to complain about the lack of plot anymore because we watched the trailer. And between the movie and the podcast, while Tim was getting set up, I loaded up my phone and we watched the, the trailer for Grown Ups 2. Just now, just before. Literally, like, however long this podcast has been going, is that how that's how long ago it was we watched it. And they don't even suggest a hint essence of of plot or character development in the movie it is essentially the trailer is just a hodgepodge of the sort of grandest physical skits yeah or throwaway lines half of which they don't even use in the final cut of the film yeah <laughs> it's just like look this is we've made this heap of shit we this is the trailer this is what the heap of shit's gonna look like they did if you want to watch it. it that's up to you hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There was a clear signposting of what the movie was, and we probably should have watched the trailer before we agreed <laughs> to, to do this concept in fairness, in fairness to the filmmakers. They also had like the, a joke from Grown Ups um, in, the, in the trailer. Like It was like, last summer... Four friends shared an unfortunate weekend, and then they showed a joke and from Grown Ups One, and it was a funny joke. It I think was it was probably funny funnier yeah. than any of the jokes in Grown Ups Two. One of the kids, oh, he's it's talking about getting wasted. Of, one of the older guys says, "I want to get wasted," and one of the kids is overheard and says, "What's wasted?" And Adam Sandler, quick on his feet, goes, "That's when you have a hankering for ice cream." And so all, all of a sudden, kids the kids start are going, going, "I, I want, want to get wasted." And then Adam Sandler's daughter, who's a phenomenal actress, goes, "I want to get chocolate wasted," and I thought that was pretty. I might be out of touch with what's funny and what's not at the moment. <laughs> this, this movie will do that. You can't see north or south anymore. You, you don't know no, which way is no. up. It really it's like it spins being, around. It's like being in the desert, uh, in, in, in the Antarctic desert mm-hmm. in the summer. So it's always light. So you don't really get any any direction you, from that. And you don't have a compass. There's no compass on you. And you're just in the middle of it. And you're just like, what way am I facing? Guy, how are you feeling? How just about everything. How am I feeling? Well, there is always solace in the actual recording element of the podcast because this is, this means that this is the longest, it will, like, it's from now until next time, this is yeah. the longest amount of time there can be in between screens of Grown Ups 2. I actually watched an episode of The Simpsons this morning, the one with the uh, dishwasher detergent where Homer's on the face of that Japanese... Fishbulb. Fishbulb, yeah. And... um. And in it, at the start of it, because that's the same episode where Marge Simpson becomes the listen lady at the oh, church, because yeah, yeah, Reverend yeah. Lovejoy is a really... <laughs> listen lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm the, hello, the listen lady. <laughs> listen lady, yeah. and most is like, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I want to continue living or something. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. um, and in the episode, at the start of it, they all go to church, and like none of them want to go to church except Marge, and everyone in Springfield is like sleeping in the church service. Yeah. And they get home, and 
Homer and Bart and Lisa will run inside and take their church clothes off. And Marge is like, no, why are you so happy? You shouldn't be like, and they're like, because this is the longest yeah. in between going to church. This yeah. is, after walking out of church, is that this is the longest it will be until we have to go to church again. And yeah. that is how I feel coming out of Grown Ups 2. <laughs> it's like the Simpsons going to church. Right. This is the longest time before you have to get your stuffy suit back on and that your dress is, shoes that you that hate is wearing correct. and your tie that's ill-fitting. So in saying that, that mm-hmm. this moment makes me happy, that must be a pretty damning sort of statement on where my general attitude towards the movie and the podcast is. Yeah. Because but that's the mountain this is guy. Just, this is like a little, this is like a, you know, this is like dessert after you ate all of your broccoli when you're seven. Yeah. This is like, okay, the broccoli experience is terrible. But I have to say, even this week... Like not even the promise of a podcast record with your good self could really pull me up, you know. Like I was still, I was still pretty gutted. About Tim, yeah, you said, should we get coffee before we do the podcast? And I was like, yeah, we get coffee. And then thought about it for two <laughs> seconds. Said, no, nah, can we just get this thing over with? And then Tim said, yeah, let's get it done. And and and, and here we all are. Um, love I mean, doing the podcast, but just you know, you've got to understand, folks, that this movie will drain every ounce of your will to live. <laughs> like uh, we're happy guys, me and Guy, we're happy guys. We're just rocking along through life, leading really fabulous lives. You know, fabulous. Did a um, did a gig last night at the Classic. Didn't know I was on. Did you? Got, got a phone call at eight o'clock from Lauren going, "Hey, you're emceeing. How tonight. was the you emceeing? Yeah, yeah. And I did not know, so I called up a cab, rocked on. How was the gig? Yeah, it was all right. Very quiet crowd, but very respectful. You yeah. know, like they weren't big laughers, but they were. Did you do Did you important. do material, or were you just making it up? I, uh, I, I, I uh, mostly material. A little bit of crowd work. Yeah, a little bit of crowd work. Um, and did anyone kill? Um, uh, it was a hard crowd, man. It was a hard crowd. I thought we all uh, laughed oh, out from fuck. the festival. Who closed out the first half? Uh, oh, uh, uh, no, I can't remember. Someone killed pretty well. Good for them. Kate Hahn was on, who won the... Um, oh! She got second place in the Raw Finals. I've got to say, um, do a shout-out to someone. Okay. David Corios made me promise. Uh, we've this got two a- fans of the... And then we'll move back into the, into the podcast. <laughs> normal featured. Uh, a shout-out to Nicole Winkleman and... Ben Westening in it. They're my mates and have been massive fans of you and guys since you live. Ah. So, hey, hey Nicole and Ben... Hope you're well. Thanks for listening. How lovely. Don't, I can't don't believe, watch the movie. I can't believe you're listening. Uh, so I was asking you about your mood. Oh, yeah. Okay, like so that. bad. So anyway, let's just let's press forward. Hey, I haven't thought of a top three for today. Should we think of one now on the fly? Do you want to think of one or should I think of one? You can think of one. Okay, we're going to do it right now. Okay. I'm get you on the fly. Top three memorable, like, extras. Okay, uh... Which is something that I Top think three. you can only pull off if you've seen a movie 14 times. I don't know if he's an extra because he's got a speaking role. I'd say featured extra maybe. Uh, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Patrick like, Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. It's good to watch him. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Tim Fitzheim broached this topic last week, but especially in the final fight scene because like, this is Arnie's son, right? He yeah. should always, if he's going to agree to do a movie, you'd always think he'd be like, he'd always stipulate that he has to win his fight scene. But yeah. he gets knocked the fuck out by Braden Higgins, yes, and that's really funny. Um, with a great move and I've said this many times as we've watched but Brayden um, what does he do first I think he kicks him first and then he does a forward roll into yeah, yeah. a jumping like dive punch it's a phenomenal it's one of the move. better fight scenes in the movie uh, <laughs> you know number I'll, t- I'll, I'll pick one okay, yeah. and then you pick number one yeah, yeah, Okay. Um, uh, it's gotta be 
They disrespected our Fred House. Oh, Blow Dryer Boy. Blow Dryer Boy, who's in the fight What's scene. What's up, so, Blow Dryer Boy? This is one of the frat boys who is in the movie uh, twice, that like highly visible. Once in the car when they encounter, I don't know his real name, but Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Boomer. We can stop using the names. Chris Rock's son. No one's seen the movie. Chris Rock's son is taking a driving test and uh, pulling up next to them at the lights is the, the frat boys. The college boys. I think this has even been your shining light once. Yeah, it has. Yeah. And, and back left, there's a blonde guy with glasses on. And he says, uh, he disrespected our friend. He disrespected the, the crap out of it. It's the dumbest voice yeah. in the whole film. I mean, and then he's also in the fight scene and he gets taken down by guys, I would say, favorite character okay. maybe, the, the gym teacher. Yeah, it's not, probably not my favourite. My favourite, my one is Taron Killam from uh, Saturday Night Live. He's one of the guys who cleans the car that does when they do go into the car wash, the men's car wash. Which one is he? He's the one who's like he's on the windshield and he's bird shit on the windshield oh, and he right. looks at Kevin James and yeah. he mouths the words bird shit yeah, sexually and, and then he starts licking the bird shit. Yeah, and I don't know if I actually like that or not. I'm a bit confused. It's, br- it's actually brilliantly funny, but um. I mean, that was, was a weird top three. I was actually really struggling to come up with any of the extras or just any moments oh, I enjoyed. Well. Overall, with the extras, I think one thing we both noticed again tonight in the fight scene, the big grand finale fight scene, they obviously shot it in a linear fashion chronologically <laughs> because by the end of it, if you're watching the extras during Taylor Lautner and Adam Sandler's fight, yeah. they are so tired. Yeah. They're just like swinging with half a meter gap between the fist and the face. It's hilarious. There's, two, there's like one very particular shot where there's... Uh, yeah, t- t- two dudes engaged in a fist fight and they're standing so far apart like their fists wouldn't even touch the other guy's fists and they're just swinging just swinging and it looks shockingly bad if you pay any attention to it Um, doesn't hold up you know you hold it to the light and it disintegrates in your hand that's what a lot of this movie is but I'll tell you what a couple of things we noticed today for the first time which is amazing after you've seen a movie as many times as us I'm ready what are they I don't remember Peter Dante holding hands with Shaq and yeah, where Higgins get, he's in the tire and he pukes. Never seen this before. But when the shot goes back and it's got the two cops in the background, Peter Dante has obviously grabbed hold of Shaq's hand, and Shaq just like shakes his hand off. Yeah, it's, it's quite a funny little. It's funny, and then we we, we speculated that they're, they're trying to sneak in jokes. So there's obviously like a standard of joke which is too high, they think, for the film because it will yeah. make the rest of the jokes look bad. And yeah. so this is one that just sort of flew under the radar. Because the other thing that I thought today was, uh, you know, the gym teacher who we yeah. obviously love. Yeah. Uh, he's got his great line, who wants to watch me climb a rope? Yeah. And then he jumps on a rope. It's probably one of the funniest parts of the movie. Wait, no, do it. You back from the mic a little bit and do it properly. Who wants to watch me climb a rope? That's very good. You're um, very good at <laughs> And he, he jumps up the rope, and it's like funny, easily the funniest moment in the movie, and then they undercut it. So it's like the, the, the laugh crescendo, the laugh point in that, in that joke is too high that if they continue on with the rest of the movie and do the hard cut to Kmart or whatever that they want to, mm. um, that it would be... It, it would make the rest of the jokes look awful. So instead they put a terrible tag on it where Bump D, yeah. Tim Meadows' son, says, yo, you got to put those Easter eggs back in the basket talking about his balls. So what you've interpreted is that They've, they know that the line the gym teacher delivers is funny and then they've gone, fuck, it's too funny for well, the rest of the film so they have to take the edge yeah, off the joke. And it, well, I've, I've got a few theories about stuff like this where there's just a moment that juts out of the movie and in the final edit they've watched it back and they've said, okay, we've got to get some footage to put into this bit and this bit. Because yeah. the other one was uh, when Adam Sandler's yelling at his daughter after the dance recital for no apparent reason, he says, but out, this is grown-up stock yeah. to his daughter. 
And it's like, that's really harrowing. And so they would have yeah, washed it back. just shouting in the little girl's that's right, face. For no reason. She's just being lovely. Yeah. And so they looked back at it in the final edit and they said, we've got to, we've got to like this mellow. This is dark. This is dark. We've got to mellow this yell. Yeah. Because Adam Sandler has got to have a certain amount of yelling lines in the movie. So we've got to mellow this yell and they do a cutaway shot of the girl just poking her tongue out, which kind of makes it cute. But also even more depressing that she's just had to develop this coping mechanism yeah. for Adam Sandler as a father who yeah. is just... He's just yelling at her all the time. He's, he treats everyone terribly in this film. I mean, have you got you got any 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 thoughts? Um, well, I mean, let's on stay anything? let's stay on the Adam Sandler vibe. Um, I, we've mentioned this in passing in episodes gone by, but I don't think it's had enough attention. Adam Sandler attempts to drug his child at one point in the movie because he can't be bothered putting her to bed properly. Yeah. He reaches over at the bedside table and grabs what appears to be like a, a sleepy time medicine something. Mm. And um, she, say, she says, quite rightly, and I think this is another case of Becky, unfortunately, having to grow up ahead of her years. She goes, no, daddy. Like, that, that's not okay. You're trying to pour <laughs> yeah, medicine yeah, down yeah. my throat. No, daddy. I'm not sick. No, daddy. And he says, you don't want just one slug? I thought you liked this stuff. Fuck you, Adam Sandler. You're a bad man. You're a bad man. You're trying to drug your kids. You're yelling in children's faces. I'm nervous that we're going to start going around in circles soon because that lends itself to the conversation around how everyone in the town essentially is bad and they're all bullying each other constantly. But, I mean, we've already covered this stuff. Higgins, yeah. He's he's, all right. Higgins is all right. Um, What was your shining light today? Did you have one? My shining light today... uh, Actually, I mean, it was only for two minutes, but the experiment, this is less to do with the movie and more to do with my reading of it today. And it's, I do call it a hard. reading now. It's no longer a watching. <laughs> yeah. This is, I think this has gone beyond just watching something. And my reading of the movie today, when, I'd made the, when I made the sort of the critical thinking and um, academic decision to try and seek out the laugh points, and I did start laughing, I found one laugh since, I mean, the jokes are coming so thick and fast, one laugh led on to the other laugh. And for a while it was actually working in a sense that I was genuinely laughing at the ludicrousness of the joke rate of the movie. Mm -hmm. And in that moment I was enjoying the movie, not for the movie that was made, but Mm. for the movie that they thought they could make and spectacularly failed to make. And so that wasn't actually in the movie, but today that was my shining light. You took the blue pill Mm. to to borrow a a, a Matrix mix To mix movie metaphors. Because that's like... You've been given the choice. It's like you can see through the Matrix, which is what we've been doing, I think, kind of, in weeks gone by. But this time you're like, no, I'm going to voluntarily go into the Matrix that's right. and view it that's as exa- it was intended to have this been how, interpreted. That's right. That is how I was trying to watch this as a fan of the movie would watch it. And um, I mean, it's... it's you if, look like you were having a bloody ball, man. And if that's, if, you know, and if you... Do, I don't know. If, like, it was enjoyable. I, I could, in that moment, I could imagine someone enjoying the movie. I'm going to try and do that next week. Um, it's it's not am. sustainable. There's <laughs> only like it's like salvia or some sort of drug, which only is very intense, but it only lasts for like ten seconds. What's that stuff in Dunedin? Daytura. Daytura. Except Daytura lasts for a while. It just doesn't end well. Never ends well. <laughs> yeah, there um, were some kids that who did Daytura at my school. Really? How'd they turn out? Uh, I don't know what they're up to now, but I'm pretty sure they got lost in a forest yeah. and one of them lost some toes. That sounds right. That <laughs> sounds about right. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Daytura often leads to people winding up in places and they don't know how they got there and, and almost invariably naked Interesting. Like so many times. Uh, did you get like? Did you get those propaganda stories about not? Well, I don't know if it's propaganda. I haven't actually tried Daychur, but about like don't do Daychur. Uh, a guy I know did a guy my cousin Michael knows did Daychur, and he thought he was an orange, and he peeled himself <laughs> with a with a fruit peeler. That actually that specific one sounds familiar, but I'm not sure if I heard it attributed to Daychur. Daychur didn't really feature at all in my consciousness till later. Heard lots of bad stuff about pee and um, <laughs> heroin. Um, but we're, not, we're the not positive P and heroin stories. For the, right. Where, where are they coming this through? This is the thing people don't realise about P. Tons of successful people do P <laughs> on the, on the semi reg. <laughs> I'm not going to get involved with it though, myself. I've never done P and I don't think I want to start. That was as close to an ad or recommendation for P as I've ever heard. It's not good. Don't do it, obviously. Here's my shining light from Grown Ups 2 today. Uh, there's a line near the end of the film, and maybe that's just why I liked it because we're closing in. Uh, Selma Hayek says, do you want to put Becky to bed? She's tired. Adam Sandler says, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. No, I don't want to. I'm just in, trying to address yeah, some delicious yeah. punch. Here you go. Uh, she says, you wouldn't want to drink too much punch around all these children. He says, I think I'd be fine. And my shining light is Selma Hayek says, actually, no, you wouldn't. Because there's just something, something, she nails the delivery of it. It's very honest and truthful and lovely and funny. And it says a lot about her as a person and that she's willing to put up with Sandler's shit and take it kind of with good humor and good graces. Yeah. And actually, something we did talk about briefly during the movie was um, the different marriages. Chris Rock's marriage is fucking great in this movie. It is a healthy marriage. They have a diaper date. I mean, they're running on a they love each other. They're running on a great schedule with the kids. I feel like you and me, we're like Chris Rock and, and Mayor Rudolph. Rudolph. If, if we were picking a couple from this film, which uh, I'd I like just to, have. I'd like to think so. Hey, Tim, seeing as we're about to wind down, I just thought we might um, quickly discuss some of the ideas we have for upcoming podcasts because I think oh, some of them okay. are really great. So the one the one we we mentioned in passing with James Acaster is we're going to do uh, 
we decided we're going to write a radio play, um, a, a play between the gym teacher character and the sort of hippie yoga teacher character. Uh, Not the yoga teacher, the high school. Well, no, but teacher. He's, he's sorry, he's carrying. He's oh, a high right. school teacher, but sorry, he's carrying yeah. a yoga mat in the yeah, film. Sorry, right. my my bad. He's the one who goes. All right, little bird, it's time to find your nests, man. So we're going to write a piece of fan fiction based around them having a conversation in the staff room. That will be a whole episode. So that will be a 20 to 25-minute radio play between two characters. We will watch the film before we perform the play. Maybe even we'll dedicate the first five minutes of the podcast to just a quick debrief on how we felt before we launch into it. Well, that's a great idea. Um, some others that we've got coming up. We've got a director's commentary. Yeah, we'll probably do that around episode 26, like at the halfway point, because we want to do it for something big. Absolutely. So, do you reckon that'll count as a viewing? Yeah, that'll count as a viewing. So we'll, we'll do a full director's commentary for the film that you can download as an audio file, and if you ever wanted to watch the movie, just hold out till that one. That's absolutely right. Uh, I've also got a very good friend named Gus who has watched Grown Ups 2, vo- no, Grown Ups, sorry, Grown Ups 1 voluntarily mm. over 10 times. He thinks it's one of the funniest films ever made. Uh, and so what, what I've offered to Gus and what we will do probably in a few episodes' time is Gus, Grown Ups' biggest fan in the world, is going to join us for his first viewing of Grown Ups 2 and a, a debrief afterwards. I mean, I think he's going to be a real sort of beacon of light, of positivity. It's kind of the... weird if he's such a big fan of Grown Ups 1 and he never got around to seeing Grown Ups 2. I, well, he's also watched Step Up 4. or I think, Step, is there a Step Up 4? He's watched Step, Step Up 3D. So like the, mo- the two movies he's watched the most in his life are Grown Ups and Step Up 4. I don't know if I want to meet this guy. He's actually a really good guy. Yeah. Um, have we got any others? I mean, those were the big three that I was thinking of, which I sort of wanted to let people know, something to look forward to. Maybe of. we should do a Daytura episode. <laughs> Yeah, watch it, in the, watch it naked in the forest. Yeah, man. <laughs> See what happens. I mean, anything's possible, guys, all right? The sky's the limit. And Reach we wanna, for the stars and achieve your goals. We'd love to hear your suggestions as well, and we, we love getting feedback from you motherfuckers. That's right. We, we will endeavour to post, now that the Comedy Festival's over, we'll probably be able to be a little more interactive on the Facebook page. We'll endeavour to post uh, the drinking game rules at some point this week. Sorry. Have we got the piece of paper? Yeah, I think it's in my room. It's okay. meters away from me. Okay, we're going to pull it off. It's going to be a good week, guys. Welcome back. Um, it's great to have you back. It's great to have you back. It's been a pleasure watching. We'll get Tanya on. Yeah, we've got to get Tanya on. That's another, that's another, that'll be another thing. That's, I mean, lots to look forward to on the landscape. See, this is, this is for the listeners, but this is also for us, Tim. This is for us to look forward to something. Tanya is the extra who gets hit in the back of the head with an ice cream scoop by Colin, Colin Quinn. Quinn. Um, we got in touch with her on, on Twitter. She's going to be on our podcast at some All point. Right. So there's there's a bit to look forward to there, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic week. Don't watch the movie. I've been Guy Montgomery. Don't watch the movie. I've been Tim Bat. See you later. Lots of love. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.